Hello and welcome to Warrior Divas Podcast, real talk for real women, and I am your host, Angie Lee Monroe. I'm so excited to get started with you today. We've got a great show coming up, and we are going to have um, kind of some fun at the expense of my husband here in a little bit. So, But before we get started, I want to remind you all about our conference coming up in October. October 11th and 12th, it will be in Grapevine, Texas, and we are having an amazing lineup of speakers coming in to talk, some activations to do. When you walk out of that conference, you are not just going to be walking out and going, oh, I've attended another conference. You're going to be ready and armed with some amazing things to go out and and just exponentially increase your life from where you're at now. So put it on your calendar, October 11th and 12th, Divas Impact Unmasked in Grapevine, Texas. You can find more information out at divasimpact.com. But like I tell you every week, I am Angie Lee Monroe, and I am your girlfriend. So one of the things I like to do is I like to dish with my girlfriends, don't you? We like to talk. We like to have fun. And um, I'm going to share some stories that will poke a little bit of fun at my husband, but there is a a story and a lesson behind each of these things that we're going to talk about. So bear with me. I'm not male bashing my husband by any means. We are just going to um, use some lightheartedness to learn a lesson today. All right. So a few years ago, my husband and I and our three kids decided to go on a camping trip up in Daisy, Arkansas. Daisy, Arkansas at that time was a population of probably about 100 people. And this was 14 years ago, I think. So we didn't have a boat. We had our tents and we didn't really have a truck that we could haul a lot of stuff in. So we switched out cars with my brother. I t- loaned my brother my car. We took his truck. When my brother loaned us his truck, he said, right here in the front passenger side tire is a screw. Shouldn't have any problems with it. It's been there a while, but just in case you have a problem, it's probably going to be that tire, just so you know, just so you're aware. We're like, okay. So we loaded up the truck. We loaded up the kayak. We loaded up the tents and we went up to Arkansas and we had it planned to where we'd do a day camping there at the campsite, hanging out on the lake. And we'd go up to Murfreesboro, Arkansas, where the dig for diamonds was. And we'd dig for diamonds one day and spend another day at the lake and go up to hot springs and, and visit hot springs and tour around there and show the kids the climb to the mountain or the, the, tower at the top of the mountain, things like that. And then another day at the lake. And our last big adventure was to go up to Camp Albert Pike. Now, Camp Albert Pike is something that I'd heard about my whole life. There's a winding staircase. There's some beautiful scenery where you hike in and you ride these little rapids down them on, these, on this winding staircase. But on the other side of it, there's all these logging roads that lead in and out of the camp. And just north of that camp is a place called Little Missouri Falls. Well, my husband is one of those that works with us well and and says, let's go explore. So we started winding up the little rock, gravel, dirt road that kind of one car, maybe two, if they suck in their side mirrors, can get by at one time. And we're going along. Down below us is babbling creeks of water. We've got our dog with us. We're having a great time. And my husband asked the kids, hey, y'all want to ride in the back of the truck? 
They're like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. So they jump out of the truck and my son hollers over to my husband and says, hey, we got a flat tire. So my husband gets out expecting it to be that front passenger side tire. It's not it. It's the back passenger side tire. So here we are. Remember, this is a very narrow dirt gravel road. My husband's changing the tire. He gets that tire fixed. We go on, go on up to Little Missouri Falls. We have a good day there. We come back and we're just going to see where the trailhead is for, for winding staircase. We're not going to go to it today, but we're going to just go see where it's at. Excuse me. <coughs> so we go up through the park and we're on now this asphalt surface. We go over a speed bump and all of a sudden you hear Before I could even really react to understand what had happened, my husband goes into full-on Chicken Little syndrome. We're screwed. We're screwed. We're screwed. Hands flying up in the air. We're screwed. And at this point, he took me off guard so much because he's not a very emotionally charged person that all I could do was laugh. So I said, dear, if you'll park the car there, I'll take the kids to the restroom. You can go talk to the camp host and see if maybe he can help you figure out what we need to do. We're screwed. We're screwed. So off we go. We get done going to the bathroom. We go and we sit in the little reflecting pond area that they have there. We're swimming. We're having a great time. This good old boy that had been camping there was in an inner tube. And he had, he was a one-armed guy. And it was just very unique. And so we're sitting there, he's talking to us, he's paddling around in that inner tube, you know, and, and he's just circling around us a little bit as he's talking to us. And he goes, you know, you got a flat tire, don't you? I said, yeah, my husband went up to the camp post to go see if he could get some help. Well, the other part of the story I don't know is the camp post up there opened the door. My husband told him the problem. He says, well, there's a town 20 miles that way and slams the door in my husband's face. So my husband had set out to walk to town. And then he got mad and he says, forget this. We're just going to limp it back home. So he came back. When he came back, I'd already been talking to this gentleman for a while. And the guy goes, hey, I'll run you into town. So here we are. We are literally in the middle of the Washita National Forest. This gentleman gets out of his relaxation time, gets in the car, takes my husband 20 miles down the road. They get there. The tire store's closed. I don't even know what my husband said in that moment, but they did tell him about another one further on down the road. So they drove back past the place where they met the fork in the road, drove another 20 miles to another store. This kid happened to go in the back where grass was growing up between them and found the size tires we needed for this truck because it was not just any normal tires. It was a random funky tire. So they come back. They change out the tire. I know Mike's had a rough day. So I'm like, come on, children, let's get out of the water. Let's go. Let's not make your daddy wait on us. And he looked at me. He's like, get back in the water. We're going to have fun. (laughs) He was not done yet. So later on that night, we're back at our campsite. He had already told the young men he'd be back the next morning for another tire because we already had that one out. And I'm walking up towards the showers. And I just looked at my husband. I said, does this tire 
look flat to you? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Are you serious? Are you serious? So the next morning he got up, put up enough air in the tires to get him to where he needed to be, got the re- other three tires changed out. And when we returned the truck back to my dad, my brother, it still had that same front driver's side tire with the screw in it on it, but all of the other three tires had been changed on that truck. Now, my husband was not happy for a while after that trip. He was gripey. He was every little thing. But every time something went wrong, my kids and I would do the whole, we're screwed, we're screwed, we're screwed thing just to get try and get him to laugh, kind of poke the bear a little bit. He was not amused. See, one of the things that had happened in our marriage, in our life, in our things that had gone on is we had had a series of events that we had started to believe what's next. What can happen next? Oh my gosh, what now? Recently, we had neighbors move into our home. I think it was in our neighborhood. It was... uh. April, May time frame, they moved in. And within a month of being in, they had a tree fall on their house. It's natural to ask, what now, right? Um, I had a friend that moved into a new home in March out in uh, the north side of Fort Worth. That neighborhood has been hit twice by major storms in the last three weeks. It's routine to ask, what's next? Those things kind of automatically come up. But see, some of the things that we don't realize are the priceless memories that are built during that time. We saw a great example of a neighborly guy come in, didn't have to give up any of his vacation time at all, and helped my husband out. My kids still talk about that being their favorite vacation of all times because there was adversity. There was memories. There was laughter. There was just a lot of things that happened during that vacation that we just can't forget because of the things that happened during that vacation. Then, you know, there's also my husband walking off his anger. You know, sometimes you just got to walk it off for a little bit before you re-engage with everybody else. You know that the burden is laying on your shoulders and you've got to fix something and you've got to handle something. And sometimes you've just got to go walk it off before you re-engage. So what is your knee-jerk reaction when things go wrong? I would like to say that... uh, We all learned some amazing lessons from that experience, and we never had any knee-jerk reactions ever, ever again. But I'd be lying. Literally, last week, not this past week, but week before last, uh, we had a major catastrophe on our hands. We had recently bought a boat. It had never been in the water. We were going to go take it and put it in the water later on in that day. 
And I knew we needed to go into town and get some things. And again, we were back in Daisy, Arkansas. My parents have a cabin up there now. The population has had a boom. They're up to 115 people in that town. And we were just set and ready to go. My husband texted me and asked me if I'm dressed for the day because we've got to go to town. I mean, it was an urgent text. I said, why? And he sends me a picture of his broken fishing pole. You cannot be on Lake Greeson in Daisy, Arkansas with a broken fishing pole. My husband will break out in hives. Then we decide we're going to head up to Hot Springs. It's about a 45-minute drive up to Hot Springs when we go up there. Um, we come out of the Walmart there, and somebody had tried to siphon the gas out of our gas tank, but my husband has one of those locking diesel tank things. So we didn't get ripped off there, but we could see there was an attempt, right? On the way back, we're driving down this two-lane road, and out of the woods, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, a deer comes running head towards us as we're going east. He's going eastbound as we're going westbound. He runs right down the center stripe of the road. He sees another car coming for him and turns a hard left right into the fender of my husband's truck. Back behind the back tire, flips, goes over the fender of the boat trailer and tumbles down the road, seeing nothing but hooves and antlers and ears and all sorts of stuff. Probably not antlers yet, but you, you get the drift, right? Fur flying everywhere. That was just crazy. Three o'clock in the afternoon. It's too hot for deer to be out at that time, but he was out. A little bit later, we hear a loud chink sound on our windshield. And <laughs> what was that? And before we got back to Daisy, we already knew it had chipped my husband's windshield. So we get over, we get the things changed out on the boat. We're ready to go put the boat in the water for the first time. And we get it in the water and we're running it and we're testing it. And all of a sudden, it's the throttle is down hard and we are dead in the water. See, one of the things I'd made my husband buy at Hot Springs that day was a boat paddle. I said, we don't have any skis on the boat yet. We need a boat paddle. He goes, you know how hard that's going to be to row that boat with a bo that boat paddle? I said, you know how hard it's going to be to get that boat ashore without a boat paddle? <laughs> so we took the boat paddle. So I got a video that I shared on my social media of me watching my husband paddle our boat to shore because first thing that happened as soon as that throttle was forward and there was no movement, my husband, that guy knew he was going to rip us off. That guy knew that the, the drivetrain was going out. We're just, we're out of water. We're screwed. We're screwed. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm looking at my husband going, he has lost his ever-loving mind again. But during that time, he decides he's going to jump into the water and swim it to shore. He gives me an end of the rope. He takes the other end of the rope. And during one of the pulls, yes, somehow the rope came out of my hand. So now I'm floating to the other side of the lake. People are catching me on the shore. He's got a boat that's coming over to us to pull us over to the boat ramp. We get the boat loaded up. He's all sorts of angry. He's just fuming. His head is purple and he's bald. So it's a lot of head that's purple. And he walks around the back of the boat, puts his hand over his mouth, crosses his arm over his chest and just starts laughing. 
See, this guy hadn't ripped us off at all. Apparently, we did not check to make sure that the cotter pin had the propeller of the boat locked down. So therefore, the propeller spun off the boat. Yes, we did it to ourselves. And our own reactions made it even worse. By the end of the night, we were laughing, we were joking, we were having a good time. But again, it was an inconvenience because now we didn't have, we had an extra propeller, but we didn't have the cotter pin or the locking nut or the spacer. And there was just a lot of things that had to go on. All we wanted to do was get our boat in the water and enjoy it. Oh, and did I mention there was a storm coming while we were doing all this? So where it was a nice and peaceful day, it kicked up 50 mile an hour winds all of a sudden. Yeah, that that was a little handy piece of information I left out. And it literally felt like the sky was falling for a little bit. But the thing that happened during this time was we were all able to laugh about it. Even in the middle of everything, we were still laughing and having a good time going, ah, the joys of ownership. Ah, yes, this is so much fun. We always wanted our own boat to work on. We just didn't know we'd have to work on it this much, this fast. (laughs) Our perspective changed. We were able to see the people on the shore that helped catch the boat whenever I drifted over to it and thank them and be engaged with them right then. We were able to see the people that were in the other boat that pulled us over to the boat ramp and thank them and be engaged with them then. We were able to be engaged with the man back up in Hot Springs the next day that went through three different parts boxes and pulled out the miscellaneous parts we needed and only charged us 20 bucks for them. I mean, it it was we were not so blinded by the tragedy that was around us that we could not see the blessing that was coming our way. See, my mentor and friend, John Maxwell, tells us all the time that when life is tough, when things get, as we called in the military, in the suck, you are really in the prime position to get the greatest blessing and receive the biggest miracle. And I truly believe that. I think these stories are are fun, engaging stories that just kind of help you go, oh my Lord, I think I would have just gone to bed. And several people told us that when we chronicled the day. I think I would just go to bed and start again tomorrow. And we joked about that. But in the moment of all those things happened, my husband's and my communication skills were better. We got to enjoy and meet new people and communicate with them. We got to engage with people we would have never been able to engage with. And it made all the difference in what the outcome was. One of the things that I saw that day when we were getting ready to test out the boat and that storm was starting to come in is I saw these clouds forming and they were beautiful clouds forming over the marina. And if you ever go and look on our social media pages, you will see some of the pictures that I took from that day. But on there, there's all these huge clouds forming and and through there are rays of light that keep shining out. And my friend Karen calls those hope rays. And so those 
hope rays of light were shining through the darkness. So no matter what it is you're facing today, no matter what's come up against you, maybe you just got rent paid and you know rent is due in less than 14 more days and you're up against it right now. Maybe you've just gotten a diagnosis that doesn't look good for you. Start looking at the people that are put in your path along the way because that's where your blessings are found. These are the things that being able to see and recognize the blessing in the moment will set you up for more and more and more blessings. Now, I'm going to tell you here in a minute about Karen Sebastian because she's our everyday diva this week. But before I do that, I want to give you the opportunity. If you email us at blessed at divasimpact.com and tell us about an extraordinary lady in your life that we should highlight on this show, we would absolutely love to do that. But right now, I'm going to talk about Karen because, see, Karen is one of the founder. Uh, founding divas of Divas Impact. I am the founder. She was right there pushing me, challenging me, encouraging me, and she was going through it during the whole time she was pushing and challenging me. She had a husband that was dealing with a chronic illness, and she was out speaking and spreading hope and love and joy and her charismatic attitude everywhere she went. She was the first editor for her magazines when we launched those. She was um, just the light behind everything we've done. Now, I'm telling you about Karen because Karen has another extraordinary person in her life, and that's her dad, Bill. Bill is one of those guys that would get up in the morning and walk and swim and do all this stuff, and he was in his 90s, almost 100 years old, and he was living his life to the fullest. And that is one of the things he has taught his daughter, Karen, how to do. One of the beautiful things I get to see now from a distance is watching Karen and her new husband uh, live their life on full display, sharing joy, sharing hope, and sharing love to others. And for that reason, I've nominated her this week as our everyday diva. She is full of hope, full of grace. She's written several books, and I'm hoping several more to come. She is a mom. She is a sister. She's a wife. She's a daughter, and she is a legacy builder like no others. So take some time. Go on our social media. Look up Karen learn more about her, order her books, and just find a way to put that hope for what's to come ahead of what you're dreading today. So that's going to do us for this episode. But I look forward to talking with you next time on Warrior Divas, Real Talk for Real Women. You have a great week. <laughs>